stay tuned. I'm iller than the illness that these people wish me. Drake be joshing around, but life wasn't Nickelodeon or Disney. Is you kidding me? My resume is thicker than Nikki. I'm busy, busy. I remember doing halftime in Jackson, Mississippi. Wasn't driving Cadillac then, but shit still found a way to escalate quickly. Wanted people to miss me, change shit after Nipsey. Took the fun away, now the fun's done. Roses right now, though, tell them to run some. Y'all don't have to see the score to know that I won some. True colors always come out like the sun does Especially when you assuming the role of that nigga I keep my circle small so the blunt gets back quicker I just woke up and tripped on a glass slipper I guess Cinderella must have caught up her own Uber I've always been able to see the depths of my own future Psychic readings, corporate meetings, power lunches, private funding 100 push-ups, 100 crunches, final touches Lemon squeezes, island breezes, press releases, moving speeches Multitasking, torches passing, strong attractions, forceful actions Was really cracking, I guess I'm maintaining, thanks for asking yeah. And I don't even need to ask how you doing without me Your captions are more about me than you are about me Your friends come around, I don't know what they doing around me They still come around uh. It's yeah. worth more when you earn it, guilty the verdict Burning large bills in a furnace, trash bags and detergent I touched a little bit of this paper, I'm still yearning Drove to work 300 times at least, I'm still nervous Here to speak for the hopefuls, keeping it soulful Phone face down at the bar, having drinks at Komodo Hope these meetings on rooftops never turn into jail visits It only put a smile on my face when the scale tipping Despite the well wishes from y'all, I held distance They praying my success stories turn into failed missions They tying me to greats, every other week I'm buying me a safe, I learned this more satisfying when you wait, had to hide so many stacks in my crib, I got a booby trap, my closet looked like an off-white versus Louis match, all that jealousy obvious, I got hip to it, even your compliments starting to sound like bitterness, all the pressure I'm living with, every line delivered with hunger, my flow a sure thing like a death certificate, soldiers is dead, spill blood over this bread. Had my family thinking I'm in over my head Bagging up breathing chemicals when the key was the pinnacle Now at my high school is giving speeches speaking political Got here being original Every day it's like the new me, the businessman Versus me as the criminal I'm the quiet one in the room keeping it minimal To the house big enough I can park the V in the living room Ah, the butcher coming nigga Check, 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 check. All right, I have some help today to introduce the topic. Welcome to the underground. My son, you still want to go back to school? Yeah. Nibs Doom is going to help me introduce the topic. What's the topic, boy? Just say it. Don't be a weirdo. Don't be a weirdo. All right, welcome to the underground. We're, we're, going, we're just going to get straight into this, man. Weirdos. 
weirdos side note you know what i love about podcasts i can start something and then just come back like two days later like that first intro part i started like yesterday and it's a whole nother day later it's like five in the morning just got back from mcdonald's i know i know and um got my freaking burrito prayers up for that guy i just saw a dude running down the sidewalk like this this white dude was just running down the sidewalk with his arms out and it looked like he was just screaming into the sky so prayers up for that guy i hope he's all right but weirdos man don't be a weirdo and what do i mean by a weirdo to me personally a weirdo is somebody who does oop i just stepped on something it sounded like it broke a little bit a weirdo is someone who does something that is purposely um hurtful offensive somebody who lies on purpose and they really they they really don't feel too much remorse about it and usually a weirdo will be a weirdo for quite some time and then be confused why people don't want to ride with them it's because they've started to get high on their own supply they've started to believe their own lies and they're just making sketchy decisions and justifying it with their own knowledge you know what i'm saying the bible say lean not into your own understanding you know what i mean uh, that that's good advice sometimes your your concept of what is normal can be tampered with and uh i wanted to i wanted to take some time to address this because something very 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 serious for indie artists and the music industry happened um, over the weekend. And a couple of people are talking about it, but they're not, I don't think they really understand what it is. And for indie artists, the truth of just how full of weirdos the music industry is, is finally getting exposed and more importantly, the truth of how to operate the music industry is now getting exposed. And uh, we have to address it, man. We have to address it. Also, no blade no blade slander will be tolerated except Blade 3. I'll get to that a, a little bit later. Um, Karen Civil and Joyner Lucas had a back and forth on Clubhouse. And... The thing that struck me about this conversation was one, how much everyone has just normalized weirdo behavior. And it's it's mostly grown folks. Like when I listen to some of these clubhouse discussions, no disrespect meant, but it's like a bunch of followers and a bunch of narcissists competing to, to see who's the biggest narcissist. And uh, in the case of this Karen Sybil situation, she was accused of taking money way back in the day by Cameron and by a couple other people and so they're in this clubhouse room which is an app where you can just talk to random people you can make rooms and, and talk to people and um you know what happened is a manager named Keita made a room called Karen Civil been a fraud and people started just showing up and one of those people was Joyner Lucas 
And the discussion they had exposes what I've been saying about the music industry this entire time. That the fame that you see these artists having, the, the paparazzi running up on their cars, the record, sale, the record sales, all that stuff, that is gifted. And the lie that they have told us is that it's obtainable by just being yourself and staying on the grind and doing shows in your hometown. And they make it seem like if you just grind it out, pause if it applies, then eventually you will get called up to the majors. And there's a couple reasons why that's not true. Charlemagne the God, you know, he'd be on some weird stuff. He said it before. He said the time of getting spontaneously signed by labels is over. They're checking your followers and then they call you up and they gift you that fame. And um, these artists get in these interviews and some of them are pretty transparent, but a lot of them leave out the, the fact that they needed someone who was already in the industry to put put them on. And this is exposed, possibly um, the clearest I've seen it exposed in a very long time in this discussion. And I think every indie artist should be paying attention to this and uh, soaking up as much game as possible because now I feel is the very first time that self-made artists, aside from the Tech Nines and a few others, are getting a chance to shine. Most of the people that we celebrate as the GOAT, whatever, they had to have they had to be put on by someone who was already in. And they usually have to end up doing some weird occult stuff or some satanic stuff or putting on a dress or something strange. We're just gonna be transparent. And uh then they get their fame gifted to them. So I, I think indie artists really need to listen to this and because i feel it's so important we are going to play the clip of this discussion on the pod so we're gonna pull that up um let me get my burrito uh, and uh let's go let's go so this is joiner he was like yo karen solid that's a good that's a good way to go got the referral from sky zoo this is around the time Nipsey did his $100 mixtape shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, Karen was the way to go. At the time, I was fucked up. I had an investor. He done already kicked up so much money. And the only thing that I had left was a little bit of bread that we had left in which we chose to hire you. That was a big decision. Forgot Karen, Sybil did Mixie, was, or Nipsey Hustle's $100 mixtape. That's all that was really left in the budget at that time. That was 2015. You keep saying it was seven years ago, but that was a big time in my life. My son was about to be just born. My back was against the wall. I had an investor who kicked up hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, on behalf of me. And at this time, you know, hiring you Absolutely was like investor, a last-ditch effort to really do something. And I really believed in the name Karen Silver. And, you know, just 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 reading the publications and talking to Sky Zoo. Sky Zoo co-signing like a motherfucker. Yo, that's my girl. Yeah, yo, Karen's the real deal. Yeah, 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 that's my homie. And I kept telling Sky, like, yo, you sure? You sure this is your girl? Like, you sure you trust? He was like, yo, now you going to have a problem. Trust me. I said, all right, bet. The burrito was hand. And you had put together a little memo. We talked all right, about listen, listen. to do it. That included 
blog yep. placements for song releases, um, delivery of digital uh, short creation stories, yep. facilitating interviews with media publications, interviews. building fan engagement, articulated social content capture, red carpet event opportunities, red iPads, carpet events, um, beat music productions, radio interviews, acquiring booking agents, show openings, all that shit, right? And at the time, that was. It's that all for sale. Word. Finally, somebody that's going to help us. Because all for I ain't sale. nobody that can help us. I'm from motherfucking Worcester, Massachusetts. All right, so I have I'm, a pause I'm out here in Boston. Ain't nothing, you know what I'm saying? Here you go, y'all. If you ever wanted a clear example of how the music industry works, he just broke it down. Every single thing you think that you can earn by just being yourself and just working is bought and paid for there are people in the industry like karen civil who have access to all of the things joiner lucas just named the lie that they tell indie artists is that you get this stuff by just grinding performing and networking networking to a degree that is the lie that they tell us. If you just get your social media presence up, if you do this, if you do that, these things will come to you. The truth is, Joyner Lucas, who was making noise some time ago, had an investor. That investor, as he said, gave him 60 racks. He gave that 60 to Karen Civil, and she opened those doors or was supposed to. Don't ever feel bad for looking at your situation like, dang, I must be doing something wrong. Now, don't get me wrong. You have to you got to work. You got to drop music. You do need to work on social media. You do need to post on TikTok, things like that. But the way to get to these interviews, the breakfast club, uh, the way to get to these festivals, you need access to someone with the connects. That is what I want. That is what I want every single indie artist to know. You need access. It is not just about how much you can grind. It's about who you know. That is something that they never told me. And they do it on purpose. They put it out to indie artists. They make it seem like if you just work, these things will suddenly find you. No, a manager has these contacts. But... For the first time, because of the pandemic and because of groups like this Karen Civil Group that, that we we're listening to, it's being exposed. These labels do not know how to make an artist. And this industry is built on who you know. Now, your job as an artist in 2021 is to get the music out and and do the social media thing as much as you can perform as much as you can do videos but it is inherently infinitely more useful just to find someone with those connects and now more than ever those connects are available to the general public and cheap what you will also hear a lot of on here is like past this clip is everyone in the room eventually coming to the consensus that Joyner Lucas is in the wrong and uh, that he should have just not 
He should have checked his manager for sending the money out without getting an itemized list, which is true, the manager may have been in on it. But mainly you just hear WAC 100 and a bunch of other people, Joe Budden has spoken out recently, saying, you know, the hustle is the hustle. Uh, people have just normalized stealing. And I think it's a generational thing. And I think now is one of the first times where we can really take hold of our destiny. And uh, no, let's not normalize stealing. Let's normalize not being a weirdo, y'all. All right, let's get back to it. And I don't, I don't know the first thing to fucking do to get on. So I'm thinking, just like the rest of us, with somebody that's already in the game doing it, this person gonna take me under their wing. You name your price. Your price was 60k, whatever the fuck it was. It was like, bet, let's pay that. Told my investor, let's pay that. This motherfucker say, you sure? You Find sure? an you investor. I said, Skyzoo say he know her. Let's pay her. Mind you, like I said, my son about to be born, so I said, fuck. Salute the Skyzoo, but I don't know if he was in on the play too. I remember going to the bank. We went with Skyzoo. We walk. I walked in to the bank with the nigga. I, I'm involved in the whole fucking process. I'm watching the whole shit go down. As soon as he sent that, oh, brand, not Skyzoo with the, the setup. I hope not. I said, word, Karen Civil, nigga. I'm telling everybody back home and shit, nigga. I'm about to have Karen, cause all I see is a perception, Nipsey. You know everything else that you're doing. I'm like, word, bodily. Somebody about to come up. Somebody about to come help me, save me. You know what I'm saying? And finally, I'm about to do something. I don't give a fuck what it is. If she gets me some shows, if she whatever, just take me under your wing, put me on some blog, something, because I ain't have. All right, so I have to pause it at this part, too, because I really want to point out. Listen to what Joyner Lucas is saying. And during this time, he wasn't like worldwide famous. But people knew who Joyner Lucas was. He was high up on the ranks, I'd say, getting out of... Uh, he was climbing out of the underground. Um, listen to what he's saying. We are sold this idea that once you start getting some, some streams, once you start getting some traction, that these things, again, are supposed to just appear for you. But here Joyner was with an investor who had put a lot of money in already and he still was expressing the same sentiments that many indie artists have somebody come save me coming up i have thought that so many times man i got the music i got this song i got this song let me put this out and i cannot describe to you the feeling of putting a song out facebook soundcloud and you see people just ain't rocking with it. Even people you know, they just are avoiding it. You know what I'm saying? Like we have all gone through that at the beginning stages. It can make people stop. Because the people who get on, the artists who get these deals, they sit down in these interviews. And when they get asked, how did you get here? They say something vague like, be yourself. Just keep it real. You know, keep grinding, keep hustling. They hide how they really got there it was the connection joiner was was at a higher level than many local artists get and he was still waiting for someone to come save him and what he got was karen civil shit popping i had a music video i was working on called ross cappuccioni he had the video he was paid you know we had like a conversation on the phone Everything was peachy on his phone call. He was like, yeah, we're going to do this, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, selling a dream. Real good. 
as soon as we hung up the phone, we ain't really hear shit from you. That was it. Mm. That was really it. And every single time I try to reach out to you, you talking to me like I'm disturbing your fucking day. I'm calling you because I'm trying to get some clarity. I wasn't blowing you the fuck up. I just wanted to know what the plan was. What's going on? What we doing? What's the... You know what I mean? You got to remember, I'm a nigga who just had my investor give it the last signal. Motherfucker told me, like, yo, this is it after this, nigga. If this shit don't work, I'm already 500,000, 600,000 deep in your nigga. This shit don't work. I don't know what to do. Thousand so now I'm sitting dollars. here nervous. My son about to be born any hold fucking on. day now. Hold and on, I'm hold on, here. hold on. 500 to $600,000. That is how much money Joyner Lucas had gotten invested into him at that point and he was still feeling like he was waiting for someone in the industry to come save him if that does not tell you as an indie artist that what we have been sold is a lie i don't know what does pay attention this may be the most important podcast i've done up to this point if after $500,000, Joyner Lucas was still not where he wanted to be, not on that big stage in the music industry, why do artists on the underground get the idea that they just need to grind and hustle to make it? $500,000 to $600,000 of investing the needle still didn't move. That tells me that to achieve certain levels of fame, it is not the grind, it is not even the marketing dollars, it is who you know. What connect do you know? I saved the artist from signing to a, a, a bigger artist who wanted to sign him through a 360. And he told me the ins and outs of how they book these shows. It is a very low cost connect. And then they just eat up everything you get with travel fees. Stay woke. Let's get back to it. Trying to hit you because I'm, I'm looking, you know what I'm saying, for you to be like, yo, we good. I'm about to get you this. I'm about to do that. Now, what I heard you say earlier was. Radio got paid. Second radio second, got paid. In this memo, this said anything about radio. We were already paying radio. Radio got paid. Out here in New York doing anything. You already they are was doing openly. That. We didn't pay you Hold on. for radio. That's not why we got you. Another bombshell. If I was on Flex, I would drop one of Clues bombs. He said radio got paid. Anyone who has a little bit of knowledge of the music industry, anytime a major radio station speaks about the in and out, the ins and outs of how a song gets played on the radio, they make sure to very carefully say that they do not take money directly for radio. During this conversation and, and a few others, WAC 100's recent interview, WAC is telling a lot of information these days, could be who he's helping with his career, but we won't get into that. It's being exposed that people are paying for radio. Joyner Lucas just said, Karen Civil told him radio got paid. 
watch a Hot 97 Ebro uh, B-Dot interview. They talk about giving it to vendors and this and this and this because payola is a federal offense. And we will be listening to this entire room at some point. Radio got paid. So why do they tell us just grind and hustle and your music will get put on the radio? It is a lie. It's a lie. Wake That's up. Not why we, so Keep you going. telling me right now that we paid radio with that? Where? How? I'm looking at the memo right now that you sent me. Nowhere in this motherfucker does it say you was going to put 20, 30,000 in radio. 20, 30,000 in radio. That's, that's radio payola, here. isn't it? We didn't even no. get no fucking radio interview. There was no show opening. There was no blog placements. And what you talking about? She didn't shows, even deliver. I already getting mixed shows. I didn't need you for that shit. That's not why I got you because I couldn't get a fucking mix show. I didn't get you because I couldn't get a radio interview. I didn't get He's you mad. I didn't have a little bit of voice got squeaky traction? 60 racks That's is enough to get a squeaky voice over like you sold me a fucking dream and then you stopped answering my phone call mind you i got a son on the way and this is all i got you feel me so i'm real fucked up now and then you every time you answered the phone it was like nigga what you want type shit like you like i'm bothering you and it's then been. i noticed you said some shit on your tweet like or or, or the shit that shave room posts or your little letter and shit where you was like oh you know artists think they have 24 access to you motherfucker if i just handed you 60 60 racks access to you before i should have access to you now i can't talk to you who the fuck you think you i can't have a conversation with the person i just handed 60k to her account i don't know who the fuck you paid or what you didn't get no breakdown hold on i'm gonna let you speak i'm gonna let you speak i'm just kidding i got you I'm i'm all right so we will be listening to the full thing in its entirety after this uh to give you a quick summary karen jumps in she talks in circles she says at one moment she wanted to reach out and talk but joiner had gone to social media with this whole thing so she felt like it wasn't going to happen and then another time uh she it was revealed that she wasn't going to speak to joiner until he took the tweets down um it was revealed that they did not get any receipts and then whack 100 gets on and he just defends everything to the death he defends the the stealing he says that's the way the music industry is it's just that's the way it is if she robbed a bank she's not supposed to admit that she robbed the bank using all these metaphors and then all these grown folks agree that it was joiner's fault for trusting karen and Many people, you know, they try to call her to accountability. Someone who originally worked with Nipsey Hussle. I think her name is Keita. She she calls Karen to the carpet. Jason Lee, a blogger uh, of, a, of a, a popular entertainment website, gets on. And Karen Lee actually admits, or Karen, Karen uh, Civil. I don't know why I said Karen Lee. Oh, Jason Lee. I mixed the two names. Karen Civil actually admits to hiring a hacker to take down his page which it has been been announced that uh jason lee is going to be following up with legal action because she admitted to a federal offense on a public platform um so that's basically what happens and some people speak up a little bit but the consensus around a lot of people especially uh tiara marie that spoke up a lot which was interesting to hear it's also crazy to hear how much people just cuss like they can't communicate without cussing but 
Um, basically, a bunch of people defend it. And I'm here to tell you it's disgusting. And I think the older generation, again, has a bunch of toxic toxic habits that maybe they learned out of survival because they're they're dealing with a a messed up business in a society created to just sort of leech off of artists especially artists of color maybe they learn these predatory techniques but i hear them defending it i hear them defending it and i think that this generation it's our time to grow out of some of these kind of weirdo behaviors these these predatory techniques and you'll hear this come up again later in, in my uh certified lover boy versus donda talk we're going to be doing that as well uh just weird stuff being normalized but um indie artists pay attention they just laid it all out for you stop thinking that stop thinking that going i thought it too i plotted every open mic night around the nation because i i was like all right i'm gonna grind this out i'm gonna freaking we're gonna do this and then you know i did get you know in in ipsy we we got artists on the label got newspaper coverage we did get interviews but and some of it is putting the energy out there to show the universe to show god that you're serious so that he can open the doors some of it is prayer definitely you you have a you doing the music has an effect but they just laid it all out man stop stop uh stressing yourself out about how many views this release is going to get stop stressing yourself out about going to this show going to this show unless they paying if you got that connect that's cool focus on networking now shows are a great way to network so you know if you're going there and you're performing and you're meeting people that's great but i used to be stuck in this mentality if i just kill enough shows if i just pass out enough cds I was using CDs back in the day. Then eventually it will work. And amazing doors have been open because you never know who is listening to your music. I got a house offered to me because I I did some consulting for a contractor's son, a, a building contractor's son. So these connections really happen. But it was the connection. The music can open the door for the connection, but it's the connection, y'all. So what I've been doing is collecting as many cost-effective, real connections as possible. Right now, personally, as an indie artist, I can drop a song, get it featured on billboards in a variety of different places. I can get it played on major radio in New York. I can have a show here. I can have a show here. I can have a poetry thing here. I can organize all of that. I can get promotion on instagram promotion on this site promotion on this site promotion on major websites meaning i can run an ad on a major website that the the site alone would charge like 500 for i can get that done for 30 dollars. start collecting your connections like pokemon gotta catch them all man you know, and I have I have a, a book I'd like to announce called The Rap Bible coming out. This is why we have created this man. It is it is actual advice on the industry. 
now it is being exposed this joiner lucan just joiner lucas karen civil situation they are openly talking about the inner workings of the music industry and every indie artist needs to pay attention so we have done our part to try to pass this knowledge on and to get people in in linked in line with solid connection but yeah we will be dissecting this conversation i had to put this in here i have to stress any indie artist who is lost not not knowing what to do don't feel bad don't beat yourself up just find the connection and don't let that pride get in the way because there were many times coming up that someone with the connections showed up they may have wanted a meeting but pride whatever got in the way and i was like man no no i'm just gonna keep doing what i'm doing somebody will listen or maybe I, I had to wait on them and I didn't want to wait on them. Or I just felt like I didn't need the connection. No, if somebody reaches out, take the connection. Don't sell your soul. Don't do nothing crazy. But if somebody who knows somebody, a venue, somebody has a platform and they're reaching out to you, take the connection, especially a podcast. Especially a podcast because shows podcasts are the new shows to me visual or audio that is the new uh showcase you know so take advantage these podcasts are paying money y'all y'all heard the anchor ad i didn't put that in there for no reason man get you some good connects check out this full conversation and we'll be going through it at a later date but i had to put that in there for the indie artist i hope this shakes you out of the any type of bad vibes that you got any type of uh feelings of wanting to give up because things just aren't working it's okay there's so many of us it's hard to push through get you a connect man i i have so much advice that i want to give to people but i don't want to take up too much time on this podcast go to that social media page you like and see if you can highlight them that's all i'll say all right but we do have the connects. Uh, all right, let's see who we got next. Mm. I'm sorry. 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 Yeah. I broke your heart, huh? Yeah. You knew I was a fuck nigga from the start, huh? You should've listened when it said I was a dog, huh? You should've listened to your head when you had thoughts, huh? That's what you thought, huh? I left you scarred, huh? You'll never be the same again, put that on guard, huh? I took your heart and then I tore that shit apart, huh? I fucked you over, did you dirty, did you wrong, huh? I did you wrong, huh? I did you wrong, yeah You say you hate me, but I know that this your song, yeah Angry Texas, we don't ever get along, yeah We've been rocking with each other for so long, yeah Maybe that's why it's been harder to move on, yeah And you change too And your mama and your friends, they gonna blame too And you hate it when somebody say my name, ooh Every time you hear my name, you wanna drink, ooh You wanna go out, you wanna get drunk, you wanna get lit You wanna get crazy, do everything that you never did You wanna get bent, you wanna revenge, you wanna get dick But you ain't about that life, so you might fuck a bitch You might, you might break a window You might do some wild shit out of impulse you say that you hate me and we not involved But you still checking on me, trying to find info I know, I broke your heart, huh? 
You knew I was a fuck nigga from the start, huh? You should've listened when they said I was a dog, huh? You should've listened to your head when you had thoughts, huh? That's what you thought, huh? I left you scarred, huh? You'll never be the same again, put that on guard, huh? I took your heart and then I tore that shit apart, huh? I fucked you over, did you dirty, did you wrong, huh? I did you wrong, huh? I hate a fuck nigga, used to be a fuck nigga Couldn't even blame her if she did fuck niggas You run your bitch through the mud, you deserve that So you can feel it for yourself where it hurt at What goes around comes around, I know you heard that While you was creeping, tell me did it not occur that This nigga sliding in the DMs every AM, every PM Used to be like automatic, she would curve that That was before when you was loyal, now it's thirst traps On a profile and niggas know how to Spot a chink in your armor, you been tripping, dawg been keeping your promise, you been pimping, dawg Now bitches winking your comments, she suspicious, dawg And now you reaping your karma, she got niggas, dawg Calling her phone while you gone and your bitch ass Can't even feel no way, cause you doing her the same Now you know the pain, and we used to be the dynamic duos and flames And you too proud to see that you hold the blame From all that playing, nigga, we too old for games Man. You broke her heart, huh? When you met her, she was young and hella pure, huh? Ain't had no clue that she was fucking with a dog, huh? You never thought you'd see the day that she was gone, huh? But you was wrong, huh? Yeah, you was wrong, huh? Cause now it's later, she ain't answering your calls, huh? She VIP, she out here fucking with the stars, huh? Some other nigga got her, now he about to spoil her You could've spoiled her, hey, but you starved her, yeah, yeah Think that's crazy when you really think about it. Think about it, you know what I mean? Like, what up, y'all? This is the underground. We don't get to the Drake, Kanye, and everything in a minute, but I really had to talk about this. Think about it every dynasty every kingdom the the king and queen over in the uk every kingdom is built on passing the kingdom to your children in the past it was like it had to go to a male heir but like oh the the big scramble was yo i gotta pass this on to my children i gotta pass this kingdom pass all this on to my children Nobody notices how they've convinced us in America and a lot of the modern world that it's wrong. It's wrong to leave something so your children don't have to struggle. Like in a lot of communities, it's like, all right, once you once you turn 18, I'm not going to help you anymore. You're just you got to figure this out, like shame on you for asking us for help after you turn 18. Um, I had to move back with my parents and I was dreading it I had to move back with my parents like some years back you know I, I was in between places it was crazy I had to move back there real quick and there's such a taboo there's such like a societal 
taboo on even moving back in with your parents for any period of time or asking for help. Sometimes when you're like 14, 15, it's like, yo, no, you got to get out there and, and figure it out. Nobody notices how weird that is. Like how opposite that is to generational wealth. How are you supposed to have generational wealth if you hate the thought of helping your kids? Like my son, I don't want him to be lazy. I want him to have a skill that he can use. I believe God gives us all the skill that we have that can help the entire world. And we make money from it. That's what I thoroughly believe. I want him to have a craft. I want him to have a skill. But my entire goal is building something that I can pass to him so he never has to work again. Like ever. So he never has to work, period. So he never has to work. That is my goal. To me, if you if you have a kid and you're not hustling so they never have to struggle, well, then you're just being selfish. So I don't get it. I don't understand how more people aren't speaking on how strange it is. They have convinced us that it is wrong to make it so our kids don't have to work. I think it may be generational, but like the older generation is like, there's something wrong with you if you're not toiling and if you're not um, putting aside your happiness to do something you love. They they act like, and it's filtered down into the this generation, but it's like they act like it's a problem for parents to provide so that their kids don't have to work even into adulthood now that doesn't mean like uh, no handouts nothing like that but i'm building a company that i can hand to my son so that when he's 18 he can choose to go to college he can choose to uh i don't want him to ever sit around and do nothing but he can choose to pursue his dreams. He can he can choose to pursue his passion and not have to worry about the stresses of rent, of bills, about all that stuff. I want to be able to hand him a house. Property taxes paid off. Bills are paid off in advance. I want him to appreciate the gift that it is and appreciate that I want to keep it in the family. But how in the world are you supposed to have generational wealth when you hate helping out the next generation, when you're hustling only for yourself. I saw Bill Gates, I think it was, decided that he was not going to give any of his money to his kids and he was going to give it to charity. Salute to charity. Like, that's awesome. Super, super salute to giving to charity. But if you're not hustling to ensure your kids don't have to suffer, not not wanting them to be lazy, not wanting them to be like unproductive members of society. But if you're not hustling so your kids never have to work again, what are you hustling for? You're just hustling for you to stack money to if you want to help out the world, why not start at home? So I just had to speak on that. I think it's uh, preposterous that they have convinced us on the lower levels of income that it is wrong to try to ensure that the next generation doesn't have to go out there and suffer under an unfair manager or go out there and suffer under this suffer under that i don't know how they've convinced so many of us that that is wrong
But all these millionaires are passing their companies or passing something to their kids. Even Donald Trump's crazy KKK supporting self. He said he got a small loan of a million dollars. He's a dweeb. But like, as a parent, I would love to be able to hand my kid a million and be like, oh, you don't have to go do that. If you want to get out there, go do that. And I do think that that's why I say 18. I think that my son should have to work a job, have to do something to appreciate the the value of hard work and building something. But my hustle is for my what did dame say you hustle for your last name not your first name i'm hustling to pass to to be able to pass something on to my son so that i know for generations to come we don't have to get out here and sell ourselves the corporations that don't appreciate us for for money we can really really focus on creating using our god-given gifts to improve the world i think that is what it's about you know, I just had to speak on that. I just had to speak on that. We're going to get we're going to get into the, the music stuff later. This is the underground. I forgot to do the intro. Uh, I'm your host, Nave No Bleak. Yeah, we're going to we're going to we're going to get into it. I had to speak on that, though. We'll be back, man. It's the underground. What up, y'all? This is Nave No Bleak, a.k.a. Jedi Jackson, a.k.a. Lonnie Lincoln, a.k.a. Ice Watery IP. And you were tuned into the underground I'm excited for today's episode. You know what I'm saying? We got that new to some Drake and Benny the Butcher. We got that J. Cole freestyle. We got that J. Cole joiner Lucas. And this episode here, I feel like every indie artist should be tuning into. You know what I mean? That's why I got to do this check-in before we start. If you are an indie artist, tune in, tune in, tune in. The industry is being exposed in front of our eyes for the first time. You know what I'm saying? We got that Joyner Lucas versus Karen Civil discussion. A lot of gems in that, and we will be breaking that down here on the podcast. Also, I want to make sure to say no blade slander will be tolerated. Y'all wilding out here. Y'all wilding. You know what I mean? Oh, shoot. I got I got a truck pulling up. I got to move soon, but... But look, man, I'm excited for the episode. Salute to all the indie artists who submitted music. Big shout out to King David, Jackson, Michigan. Salute to Chicago. You know what I mean? I'm not going to talk y'all to death. I'm not going to talk y'all ear off. Let's get into the episode. I got to move for this truck in my car, too. One. Yes, sir. L.A. Leakers, just incredible. DJ Sour Milk, Chicago done kicked the door open. It's about to be special right now. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome, welcome, Common, to the Freestyle Show, man. Peace to the L.A. Leakers, man. I'm grateful to be here. Um, I'm gonna get it sparked. I'm an MC. It's that time. You gotta let them know, bro. You came to the right place. Peace to the gods and the earths and all across the universe. My name is Common. Uh, yeah. Oh, we ready, man. Right, we locked it. and loaded tonight. Get to it. Come on, baby. Light the Apollo. Ah, the Holy Spirit of Chicago. Married to the game, I should have took the bitch to Cabo. I know, I know, like Bill Withers. Feel niggas. They say stay safe, but they still hit us. Feel the rivers. It's like the ghost of Emmett Hill with us. We got black cars, now they gotta deal with us. Rihanna got a bill, they gotta deal with the sisters in pursuit of happiness. I ask God to Will Smith is blessed all the meat. We inherit earth and then we speak into existence. I'm rooted in black thoughts like Tariq, I was a drifter. Now I'm a shifter of paradigms. A up- 
uplifter of tethered minds Forever signed to the art form, no things didn't start warm Wrinkles in time till I met my Tony Stark's form And straighten it out, Iron Man While some was working on pots and frying pans Some of my guys moved keys like Robert Glasper They gave me room so I could be a master My book of life, I write it like a Christ chapter When hip-hop was dead, I met it in the life after Vision in the hereafter Listening to Donnie Hatter Trying to find a way to get my people out the trap or the prisons Talking with my daughter, I learned to listen She's studying law, told her make firm decisions This is a prism of hip-hop realism From the block, we arisen Still we walk like Egyptians It's the knock, need addition Planet rock, reinvention The lock, key ignition To them Ali dimensions yeah. Grew up around stones and they rock me to wisdom They yell all is well and it got me to wishing Tupac, Lee ambition I'm keeping my head up, I am a rider From the black pool of genius and I'm a diver Striver of perfection inside of my inflections The blessings of the destined Resting with no questions These are the strides of a knocker Took time to myself like Naomi Osaka Took time off the never rhymes off My mind's off the grid that I climbed off I'm live till I sign off My man Murray said never take your shine off Sometimes I go offline to get these lines off My crown shocker's like a shot town opera Violence, violence, they broke in my crib And seen Oscars, Emmys, Grammys Damn he near an EGOT and he's still hip-hop I'm the rap with Bird is to Bebop With AI is to Reebok With Jada is to D-Block The game need a detox Go get your turmeric and Dr. Sabi Seamoss Burning sands we cross for the tribes that we lost In the war with stars I make niggas in the Ewoks I'm a rap god but still human like the beatbox Like wallow A one-two Rest in peace to Biz Markie Honor those that sparked me I spit verses like girls get purses Some rappers get by and some get purchased My shape's earthless I came to earth's surface To reverse curses and birth purpose My verse nurtures A woman's worth is first It's a soul merchant Like a sneakerhead I just keep soul searching As far as freestyles I go wild like no churches My occupation Greatness is my co-worker Like uh Okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Hold okay. on, it's been a while since he's been up here. We, we, yo, we yo. ain't done with him yet, man. Man, this feels great, man. We ain't done. Listen, man, no, this is what I do, done. man. The light is shining. Oh, dog. Wow, front and center, center stage, man. He's yes. going crazy on y'all right now. Yo. Commons here. Peace to the gods. Yeah. Oh, I love this. The goddesses. Ah, oh, man. Come on. Shout out to the woo. Yes, sir. Yo, yo, L.A. Leakers. Warriors rejoice at the voice of a black king. Some say I'm slept on, I symbolize the rap gene. The unforgettable, them niggas must be napping. I've been as cold as Jay or Nat King. It was all notorious, the glow of the glorious. The story gets wild as Zendaya's euphoria. Morpheus morals, black Orpheus orals. To them we just mortals, to the Lord we portals for the prophets. I wear my ancestors' watches, that's why I'm timeless. And no God got us sitting back watching shadows like I was a roster. I guess what it's hard. Us about the imposters. It's kind of tricky how quick you want to stick me for so long. You ain't care about the sickly. I keep it a buck fifty, like Giannis. Yesterday's lies and tomorrow's not promised. To stay common, I can't stare at the comments. I'm a slave to progress and A wasn't honest. Malcolm X ray vision. I see through devils. The gods stay down the block. I always knew the levels. These are pedals to flow words, oral arrangements like orchids. I turn a desert to an orchard. It's food deserts in my city. They say a change gon' come, but only by committee, the witty unpredictable, every time this play give Ray his residuals, nine individuals, eight in the physical, I just gotta get a they props, it don't stop, rap is a ritual, I'm the untouchable style Capone, yelling peace on the phone while it's wild at home, 
It's war zones, niggas hustling still. They say you gotta bear arms like Justin Fields. I quarterback black movements. <laughs> Like the influence of black music, yes. the confluence beyond nuance, through aunts and uncles. We were conduits for hot clothes and hustle. I ain't catch no cases like the NBA bubble. Too much talking and flexing stimulate trouble. Brothers gon' work it out, my mind is the muscle. I exercise thoughts divine in the subtle, like a blind man's rebuttal to see what I'm saying. Cop a nick of this rap shit. You see, I ain't playing with these goofy ass rappers. I do movies, I know actors. It's all on your face, you ain't never been proactive. This is pro black hood. Wrapped in backwoods, yeah, we stack good and still show black love like Barack and Michelle. I'm like an electric car out of my shell. I plot and prevail, pushing these bars like I got out of jail. You ain't fucking with it, well, I'm feeling myself. Put me on the list where the gods are dwell. Nas it big, I got a story, it ain't hard to tell. Uh, yeah, 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 yo, yeah, yeah. It ain't hard to tell. Yo, it ain't hard to tell. California love, yo. I'm giving California love like the L.A. leakers. Yeah, I love the sun like L.A. preachers. I'm doing movies, niggas asking me for features. Lifetime achiever like Queen Latifah. Yo, knock them out the box. Yeah, I've been a seeker. Ask Lauren, going up the hill, it always gets steeper. My mind, I grind. Yo, I'm a keeper. And I'm going to tell you, y'all, with the L.A. leakers, wow. I came to speak, y'all. Come on, yeah. baby. Oh, oh. Dog, wow. listen, bro, come. We appreciate you so much, man. man. I know I've told you this shit like 30 times tonight, bro. Man. Thank, Thank you, you for Thank your time, you. man. Yo, I just want to say how grateful I am to, to be up here with y'all, man. This is an honor. I've been geeked about this, like, man. Like, I was just looking forward to coming up here and rhyming, man. And y'all give us the platform and opportunities. And, man, I just want to shout out, man, like, all the MCs that inspired me. Yeah. From, like, KRS-One to Big Daddy Kane and yeah. Rock Him and... Ice Cube and, and Nas and Big and Jay-Z and, and Kendrick and Kanye and all these artists, man, with Chicago, Cas Lupe and yeah. Twister. Yeah. Man, man, it's, it's, it's just a lot of people. Andre 3000. Yes. You know, um, it's MCs out there, Ghostface and Ray. That's why, man, I'm, I had to give Ray his, his props. Yes, yeah, man. Yes, sir. And, and, Mandatory. And the Wu-Tang. Yes, sir. But man, I thank y'all for keeping the culture alive the way you do. Thank and keeping you. Keeping it advancing and giving us MCs a, a place to, to rhyme. That's what we do, baby. Power 106, yes, LA's sir. number one for hip-hop. No Common, man. thank you, bro. Thank uh -huh. you, thank you. Thank y'all for having me, man. Every Bless time, baby. Appreciate you. Any artists that you listen to on the podcast, please make sure to look down below at the track list, the uh, timestamps for the podcast. Leave your vote for Song of the Pod. Leave your vote for Song of the Pod, most definitely. Um. So, Certified Lover Boy versus Drake. Shout out to Lily House, by the way. Certified Lover Boy versus Drake. Did I just say that? Sorry, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm pretty stoned right now. Let's try this again. Certified Lover Boy versus Donda. <laughs> oh, man. 
Certified Lover Boy versus Donda. Who won? Now we've done a pretty a pretty good a pretty well in-depth Donda review and it was before the the full album was out, but we we pretty much covered it. Um a good representation of someone going through a divorce, but uh it interesting that he's he's talking about this uh, getting the old man home and and making some of his affiliations in Chicago known. I hope he stays safe. I hope that that he's not um, using it like the Trump hat. There were some beautiful moments regarding how to move forward as a father when when family situations are crazy. Uh, Fabio had a great verse on there, and. Uh, it was interesting he mixed the secular with the gospel, you know, hearing hearing um, West Side Gun talk about the gun didn't jam, thank God. It's it's kind of, I get what he's trying to do, it, it adds to more mass appeal, but eh, you know, that ain't, we ain't thinking the same God in some cases. But overall, a good album had way more catchy hooks than i thought kanye sometimes sounds a little unsure of himself when he's rapping and uh the andre 3000 even though it was nasty how how it worked out it seemed like kanye lied to andre 3000 and put a drake diss on after a very heartfelt verse about his mother i was playing finding nemo when i when i was listening to that it was crazy uh that was a great moment drake leaking it early was uh, interesting, but overall, Donda the rollout it was interesting. It's it's new, it is innovative, um, a solid album. We had to get that out of the way just to to recap. What we haven't talked about yet is Certified Lover Boy by Drake. When I heard the news that it was dropping, I stayed up. I waited for the drop. I did. I did. And I've had some time to live with it. I've had some time to re-listen, re-listen, really analyze the lyrics. And I've, I've, I did a, a shorter, quick sort of analysis on my uh, social media and the TikTok, Double N Five Seventeen. But I really wanted to delve into some things as well as some disturbing patterns that I've been noticing in, in Drake's music. So I stayed up and the first thing, um, obviously, you know, the intro is the intro to a Drake album sets the tone. Um, some people were, were referencing Tuscan leather. Uh, I thought that intro was interesting because he got someone on there to say, if there's a H-E double hockey sticks below that he'll see you all when you get there. I'm not applying that to myself, but Drake had people, I think it was Gil Scott Heron, the sample. Drake had people at concerts saying, yeah, 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 they, they can't wait to get there, yeah. Uh, not to mention the, the, the praying hands, the six God thing he does. He's, he's, he's got a lot of demonic stuff in there. But um, this time around, the intro was the first thing I thought when I heard the intro, I was like, uh, where's the beat? And my brain just couldn't 
map Drake's flow onto that that sample. The sample is "I love you, I love you, I love you until I until I," and then he raps over that. The first thing that struck me is, wow, Drake seems sad. Still, he said his his career is going great, but his personal life is falling apart. Everything else is fading slowly. That is now that he's he is um you know king light skin sad boy so you're gonna hear i remember one album he said dry cry because i'm hopeless you know and i rebuke being hopeless in jesus name personally uh this time around it is i heard someone say this is a, a by the numbers drake album and it is but it there's also a, a darker side to it that i'm catching the kanye album is more of a it did feel like he did some of it for entertainment value, but it seemed like someone going through a divorce trying to document these emotions and feelings. And someone um, who, whether it's real or not, believes in God and trying to incorporate that in there. And then while, you know, reaching out and indulging in the mainstream as well. That's what the Kanye album felt like to me with the musicality of Kanye West, of what Kanye West thinks he sounds like. That's what I said Donda sounds like. This Drake album does sound like what Drake thinks he sounds like a bit, if that makes sense. What do we want from Drake? Since we want beats to change at this point, we want him to be sad. That's like the norm for, other, you know, I don't personally want him to be sad, but Drake albums be sad about women. There's going to be stripper talk, you know, and then there's going to be some disses at whoever he's he's going at. There's a, a Kanye. Once we get a date and a time, you know, it's going to be something special. But what I noticed is just some patterns on the Drake album that as I get older, I can't help but but point out. Number one, why is Drake, who is older than me, I'm 30, why is he bragging about paying women to deal with him? And I, I notice it a little bit, and I get it's a strip club, strip club culture. But there's a song where he is begging a stripper to come, come from the strip club and quote unquote race his mind. And he says, "Please." And then he's lamenting about her falling asleep, and they don't get to talk. Fam, I can't, I can't relate to that. I have never paid a woman to come kick it. And then gotten mad when she doesn't actually like me for who I am and eventually doesn't talk to me. And I think that needs to stop being normalized. Like some people call it simping. I don't know. I, I just know he seems to always be lamenting over women that he pays money. One song he's bragging about paying. And uh, he said, I remember he said the first time I noticed it was was. That one song, I should have put you someplace with no one around you. A mansion up in the hills. He was talking about a girl who seemed to have no self-control, so he needed to go put her away from people. Like, that's kind of creepy. That's a little weird. And and I know it's it's kind of like the the theme. Like Drake, strippers, 
There was a joke. Drake is the one in the strip club. He goes to the stripper and says, you don't have to do this. But why is he? That's not something that I would imagine someone who's got all that money. I mean, I guess you you spend it. But why are you getting hung up on? I, I never understood that. I don't I personally don't participate in strip club culture because I can't imagine paying a girl to dance on me uh, or even possibly do more. I can't imagine paying for their time like all, all my homegirls who stripped girls. I don't know no dude strippers, but all my homegirls who strip. I can't imagine paying for their time. I can't imagine being like yo if, if if they wanted to come kick it it's all right let's what movie are you picking whatever and then you go deal with what work stuff and if you happen to have something that's how it used to be if you happen to have something to share for the good of the order bring it to the meeting with the other homegirls and me but i'm not gonna pay you what because that would make me a customer and I you know I don't have relationships based off of solely money that that to me says if you're for sale then somebody else can buy you no there has to be something real there so I can't to me I can't imagine lamenting that someone who I'm paying to be around me doesn't actually like me I remember I saw, I I see some of these videos and I'm not hating, but it's like videos full of strippers and the rappers in the middle of it looking like he's so cool. It's like, fam, you paid them to be there, fam. They don't like they, I don't know. I just can't at third at, I'm about to be 31 on October 1st. And I can't imagine thinking that that is cool. So that's the, I'm starting to, you know, not identify. Um, Number two, why can't Drake keep a relationship? If he's going to see every album, he's singing about how he's getting lied to, how he's getting finessed. And look, I'm not, I'm no, I don't have it all figured out. But something, I mean, he said he's going to therapy this time. He's going to, he said his therapist is speaking for him, his therapist voices. That is maturity, I have to say. But I wonder what happy Drake sounds like. I wonder what Drake sounds like when he's not lamenting. And I have to say this for my own music. I wonder what my music sounds like when I'm not heartbroken, you know. But that's another thing. It's it's I would like to see are you lamenting about the strippers? If you're lamenting about the st- strippers and you're sad about the strippers, do you not know that if you're paying a woman to kick it with you, she is for sale? Like, do you not understand? Someone else can pay her for her time. If you can pay her for her time, even if you pay her a lot, 90, 90, I won't give a percentage, but a lot of women that are getting paid for their time are going home and laying down with somebody broke. Like, do you not know these things? It sounds like he doesn't know these things. And it's just, I don't know. Okay, and here comes the third point. And I saved this for last because I didn't want to start out with it. There is some weird stuff going on when it comes to how and who he pursues. Like the, okay, they, all right, I'm just going to put it out there. They're going after R. Kelly for keeping chicks in a mansion. Why is Drake singing about putting girls in mansions away from places on albums where no one can find her? 
Why why is that? So far gone is the first time I noticed this. He talks about uh getting a girl in and she's drunk, he gets her in the shower. Uh, I think he said he undresses her, he gives her her all, and then next morning she forget it was on Houston Land of Vegas. Carry you inside, get you some water and undress you. I give you my all and then next morning you forget who or how or why or when tonight is probably about to happen all over again because she live in a mind state that i can never move to until you find yourself it's impossible to lose you because i never had to although i would be glad to i'll probably go and tattoo your name i remember it that's the line how is that okay that's the first time i noticed it and i noticed nobody else was saying anything about it Drake said he carry a chick inside, get her some water, undress her. He gives her her all in the morning. She forgets it. When I first heard it, it was like, oh, maybe he's taking care of her. But that's a creepy line. That's like that's like all these songs people come out with that are called sacrifices. And and people are like, oh, wow, that's probably just about staying up late. I think I think uh, one of J. Cole's artists came out. and He said he made sacrifices bloody sacrifices and everyone was like oh that's yeah that's totally not about that there's another one uh um is it uh, drake i think uh he said he's convinced he made sacrifices he's been balling ever since people just assume not the worst at times so fast forward now on this album you hear him talking about interacting mainly with uh, he said something about since you come in home intoxicated, I wanted you to erase my mind. So why is he only targeting not only, but why is he targeting drunk chicks and chicks who pop pills so much? You know she damaged. You know she got issues. You know she got. Why do you think she's out there popping popping a pill to take off like a rocket? I ha- I know chicks who pop pills. They be sad sometimes they be vulnerable they be popping the pills to forget some stuff sometimes sometimes they like to have fun but i've encountered girls who pop pills i don't i don't i mean i won't act like i don't used to i I won't act like i i didn't used to um date chicks who pop pills but i i did not target her when she was off the pill or drunk that's the difference Targeting a girl who is drunk or off pills is creep behavior, yo. Now, she shows up with the Zannies. It's a different conversation, and I was I, it was a different time for me. But if you're going to the party or you're, you're scrolling through your phone and you're going, oh, wow, she's probably drunk right now. Please come over. Oh, wow, she's probably on a pill right now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, okay, on the song Too Sexy, he said, she just popped a Tesla, now she gonna let you. So she wasn't before? Some of this, I hate to say it, but it's like date rape culture. It's like, it's like, it's a little weird. Why are you targeting these, these girls who are intoxicated, incapacitated? Why is she popping a Tesla? And now she's going to let you. You know? And I get it. It's a culture. But it's not a healthy culture, first of all. And it's creepy. The, the creep part shouldn't be a culture. But pill popping is a culture. 
That's what I mean. Pill popping is a culture. I might have to edit that just to make sure it's clear. I get it. Pill popping is a culture. But it's it's a little creepy. Um, so those are the things that stood out. And I, so it was hard for me to judge. It was hard for me to judge because Drake is a master at crafting music that I want to replay. But it's a little creepy. It's a little repetitive. And I can't identify with crying about chicks that I'm spending money to kick it with. I have played Certified Lover Boy more than Kanye's album because even if it's like even if it is I feel like he's he needs to expand his topics it seems more authentic to who Drake is and he says certain things he's he knows how to identify with more walks of life i think than kanye west at this time and i think kanye west is trying really hard to figure out how to win the masses over at times to the point where he looks a little desperate whereas drake is he did push the album back he did do this but he seems to be more comfortable in his self and that that it does sort of bleed through into the music it's not lyrically my favorite, but he knows what he's doing. Drake knows what he's doing. Kanye seems to be reaching for inspiration. And at times it comes off like, all right, he's a caricature, a caricature of himself. Drake seems to now Drake doesn't seem to be maturing much. But he does seem to be getting more confident in his style and what he is good at. So I think both albums are good. Certified Lover Boy has gotten more spin. Actually, I'm listening to Voice of the Heroes the most out of everything right now. Lil Baby and um, Dirk. But after I get done playing that, I usually play Certified Lover Boy. And I don't really play Donda so much anymore. But the, because I have played Certified Lover Boy so much more, I'm analyzing the lyrics. And it's I've, I've outgrown some things, and some of it is I just don't identify with it, and I'm, it's kind of creepy. So it's like I'm almost listening to it until I find something in the same vein of better quality. Preferably from Drake. I heard he's going to drop again. So Certified Lover Boy versus Donda. Who won? I think Donda is more creative and a better, a more refreshing, creative endeavor. I think that Drake's album is crafted better to create replay value. That that Too Sexy song, I hated it. The same thing with that, what is it called? Gleischester, I hated it. I hated it, I hated it, I hated it, and then I found myself singing it. And he picked a sample that everyone loves. I'm too sexy for my shirt. That's like that was already a famous song. Um okay. Alright. That's cool. So Drake's album is structured more for me to want to play the album back. It's a little cringe, some of it. Uh I'm like, how is a grown 
a grown man thinking like this. Kanye's album, I think, is is like I said, refreshing. I think that it has some more. It has more evolution in it. But I'm not rushing to play the Kanye for some reason. Like I said, I'm listening to Voice of the Heroes, but um so I I would say Certified Lover Boy a little bit um is ahead just because I play it more. But if I have to just go by what is the better project? I have to say Donda. Drake's project Drake is a master at creating replay value. Kanye is a master at creating things that we haven't heard before, creating moments that we haven't seen before. Drake is like the reliable, all-around shooter, uh, pretty good dunker. You can depend on him. He might not be able to score at the end of the game right when you need him. He might not um, create new dunks and, you know, um, obviously he's going to sell, but as far as lyricism and creativity he may not put up huge numbers on the board but he's reliable you can put him in a game for three to four quarters and you will you will have a decent time you will most likely succeed kanye west is is innovative always pushing the boundaries of of making music but at times he's too worried about the crowds what the crowd is saying that's how i feel that's how I would describe it. So definitely listen to both. Don't target chicks who are messed up, though. Like, be a friend. I know that may sound whatever, but, like, it's not always about sex with a chick. I know that may sound crazy. But, like, some chicks really just need a friend, though. Like, somebody who is not trying to take from them. Like, they're already in a messed up way. Uh, they're already objectified. You know what I mean? Some chicks might need a friend. And look, hey, if she ends up liking you and she wants to, you know, throw the box, you know, I know that's messed up to say, then that's then cool. But like, don't target the girl who is popping pills and getting drunk. She's obviously I mean, she might be having some a fun time, but she might have some issues too. like be, you know, don't be a predator. Don't be a predator. If she wants to throw it, that's one thing. But don't don't wait till she pops the pill and say, "Oh, she's gonna let you." Like, well, I don't know, man. That's creepy to me. I can't. I can't. That's my PSA. Don't don't copy that part of it. That's creepy, man. That's like when I saw that video of Future, and then a girl was in the pool, and she said, "For you," and he said, "For us," and she was like, "No, no, for you." Everybody was laughing, like, "Oh, Future's such a G, man. You better watch out." You better watch out. You better stop. He's out here trying to catch cases. Not me. You know what I'm saying? Not me. Don't be Drake Kelly. You know what I mean? And that was a messed up joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. We're going to get out of here. Let's get it. Let's get out of here, man. Machine Gun Kelly. That's the sound of a machine gun. First time I saw or heard of Machine Gun Kelly was this video of these these teenagers running through the mall 
saying, oh my goodness, MGK is here. And I next heard this song where this artist was rapping fast and well, intricately. I saw him standing on tables at at uh, in-office performances. I saw Wild Boy. I saw him aligning himself with P. Diddy, Puffy Combs. And I said, wow, okay. Salute to the young brother. And then some, some, I think some miscalculations were made in his career. Around the time, I believe it was when Juice World passed away, I think I saw him on The Breakfast Club and he was promoting an album that was just about popping pills. I saw him, uh, it's just bad timing, man. Popping pills isn't exactly a healthy activity in R.I.P. to Juice World. If I got the timeline wrong, I just remember, I believe it was around those time, that time. I just remember thinking, wow, this is kind of in poor taste. I saw him say that nobody besides me has done this rock star type thing in hip-hop. I said, oh, okay. And then, as often happens with white rappers who get up to a certain level, I see it, man, even in the underground. Because in, in hip-hop, it's a black-created and uh, black-dominated sport on a mainstream level there's there's uh it's for everybody but definitely black created the slang the beats a lot of this stuff it's for everybody though so white rappers it's kind of like stepping into almost something that's like the opposite of mainstream america now it's be it's been overrun with tourists but there's this spirit of competition between my Caucasian peers in the hip-hop community that I noticed. And, and uh, inevitably, everyone gets the Eminem comparison. That's what I noticed with my little homie. Everyone gets the Eminem comparison. And once they start to get a little bit of clout, once they start to level up, it's like, all right, who's the... Who's the... Who's the who, who to go at now? Went at the Great White Hope, man. <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly, for some reason, jumped out his body and went at Marshall Mathers. And I know it's popular for the youth who don't really listen to lyrics to just trash Eminem. It's popular for tourists to say lyrics, oh, it's my lyrics, all they care about is lyrics. But if you diss Eminem or talk about his daughter like Machine Gun Kelly did, he will, he will, he will not only send bars your way, but this new Eminem will send a lot over various albums. And what, no matter what you feel about Eminem, he went diamond a couple times, I believe. His name holds weight in the culture. So if you go against Eminem, who has the support of that 70%, a lot of that, a, a good amount of that 70%. This is the artist who made White America mainstream america is is now going to be against you and i i don't think machine gun kelly factored that in he wasn't just going against eminem he's going against mainstream america and if you think that they're asleep they're not 
when it comes to Marshall Mathers. I will go if I see a Marshall Mathers album dropped, I will listen to it and I will marvel at the lyrics. Stan, this man created the term Stan. If you don't think that he has a fan base that will make you feel it in this culture, you are wrong. Salute to Michigan, my home state. I'm in Jackson. Salute to Detroit. Machine Gun Kelly made a grave miscalculation and he went at Eminem. And here's the thing. Musically, he didn't lose that badly. He really did like Eminem's, I think it was called Kill Shot. It, the beat was crispy, but the lyrics, he hadn't settled into his post-drug-filled Eminem new speedy flow he had to reinvent himself now he writes very very fast and if you check the bars are there before he was very on beat but that was he was like in the pocket every single time and then he mixed the bars in too so it was like this singing super hyper angry lyrical rap but kill shot was not it didn't sound good the bars were there but it just didn't sound that fun to to play. You know what I mean? It just didn't sound that fun. Machine Gun Kelly's, I don't remember the name. His actual disc was decent. They could have, but then Eminem doubled back. And I think he spun back like twice on MGK. I think for one or two albums, that Kamikaze, and I, def, I think on that um, Music To Be Murdered By, he spun back on MGK. And the fallout that he received, man. The next thing I know, I see I see Eminem throwing more shots on an album. And I see Machine Gun Kelly is a rock star with the guitar and everything now. Which I'm sure he has a history of doing. But he was marketed as a rapper. I said, dang, man. They done chased him out of hip-hop. Dang, man. They done chased MGK out of hip-hop, man. Couldn't believe it. See him on any, but you know what? He's that's part of his character too. That's part of that is character. That's part of his who he is. I believe he was into the the rap and the rock. So now he's being marketed as a rock star, and I thought, okay, they kind of kicked him out of the out of the culture of hip hop. It became popular to diss MGK when you see him. He'll be safe in in rock world. He'll be safe. He is, he is, you know, they'll rock with him. He, he, as long as he, he don't try to come back over this way, you know, and salute to him. This is jokes. I get online today and I see some, some interesting things. I see a crowd of middle fingers in the air. That's what I see. I said, what's going on? It might be, it might be part of the song, right? Like, why, so why everybody got their middle fingers up like that? Like, what's going on? Did somebody, did MGK tell them, hey, put your middle fingers up? And I restart the video, cut the sound on, and I, it's, I'm seeing, uh, no. Nah. And then I'm seeing Machine Gun Kelly reacting to it. 
and it's it's not going well. You can't if the crowd if you lose the crowd, you can't get angry at the crowd because then you're giving them they'll be like, oh, okay, okay, you're angry, okay. I heard somewhere that when a a, a group of people meet up in the thousands, our collective intelligence drops to like six, seven, eight, nine. That's why they, they all the things at concerts are real simple. Put your hands up. Everyone's like, yeah. When you get in the crowd, things change. The whole crowd turned on MGK, and this was a big festival. This is a, a lot of people. The whole crowd turned on that man. Man, it was terrible. We might have to play the clip. Hold on. We'll play the clip. We'll play the clip, and then we'll come back. Sweaty guy and fucking crowd surf on up here. This next song goes like this, because clearly people won't know. All I know is I don't know nothing. People talk, but they don't do nothing. All the beautiful girls in the crowd, hello. As you can hear, that did not go well. That good, that did not go well. And I'm hearing that this is because he dissed Slipknot. Now I don't know specifically what I, what he said. I still gotta. I don't really run to the MGK news. All right, give me a break. You know, I heard it's because he dissed Slipknot. It seems he has not learned his lesson. You can't, I mean, there's in every section of music, there's a, a little bit of competition. There's a lot of competition in hip hop, but you can't just publicly keep dissing established acts with big fan bases who attend your shows and think that it's going to keep going well because you're MGK. So I hope that his, I hope that his management is on top of it because this kind of thing People online, I believe, I believe when people get on online, our collective intelligence lowers a bit in a lot of ways. And if people believe, if people start to think that raising your middle finger and booing at an MGK concert is fun, it's not. Unless you can connect the sales live by the sword die by the sword that's why i don't play the fame game i play the money game i have i have my core fan base and i'm slowly adding to it but i'm also always kind of doing little tests and things and doing random drops like i just put the cover to my next project lonely hearts club 2 on only my instagram story and it will be taken down soon Cause I want the realest listeners. I don't like to use the word fans, but fans, if it applies, I want the realest fans, the realest listeners, the ones who are not ashamed to come out their pocket in high amounts to support great art. That's that's who I'm, I'm marketing to. Who will really, really show love? Who will share the music? You know what I mean? I don't play the fame game. 
I use it when necessary. I drop a project, I can get on billboards all over the place. It's all just a budget. But if you play the fame game, if you if you make a living off tabloid headlines, live by the sword, die by the sword, that means you're giving them the power to hang you as well. So I hope that his team could can tweak the performance or find some way to address it. If if his management and team was really on the ball, he would next show he would say, everybody put your middle fingers up. I I that's what as a someone who used to manage artists, that's what I would do. Listen, they put their middle fingers up, next show, first song, tell them put their middle fingers up and just get them hyped. Lean into it, man. That's what I would say. So prayers up for Machine Gun Kelly. I hope he learned to not diss so much. I feel like life is teaching me that lesson a little bit more too. I don't I just keep it on the podcast. Keep the rants to the podcast. So that's that's why we here. You know. You don't always have to diss it. You don't have to diss. You don't have to diss. I know it's hard as men. It's like if you if you look up to someone or admire someone or someone's doing good in the field, you kind of just you get some people want to diss them. Don't you don't always got to diss, man. As a man, you don't always got to diss. You can salute, keep it moving. Difficult, but it is what it is. That's why I don't kick it with uh, other men because men can be catty. Anyway, I hope he learns not to diss people. This is the second time. I hope that he doesn't have to switch to like blues or something crazy, man. Salute to MGK. It's the underground. I'm working on dying. Yeah. yeah. Gotta have a space. Yeah. Gotta have a space. I mean, freedom, you know what I mean? Uh. Space to get this shit off. Yeah. Yeah. Get this shit off my mind, off my chest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With every record I be asking the masses to tune your hearts to me I represent intelligent niggas that grew up harshly But lately I've been questioning, second guessing whether or not I've got something to offer Since I done eluded poverty Or has the money watered me down, that truth is hard for me Like the second time I got cut from the junior varsity Fighting back tears, I promise to switch gears And said to myself, whatever you do, you won't do it partially From this day forward, I move with a new ferocity Ferrari coupe velocity, a fail-proof philosophy Success is in the effort, so if a nigga tried his hardest I'm at peace knowing God ain't dealing in this group of cars for me Some people say that I'm running third, they threw the bronze at me Behind Drake and Dot, yeah, them niggas is superstars to me Maybe deep down, I'm afraid of my luminosity So when you see me on red carpets, I'm moving out Awkwardly, posing all nervous, afraid of the judgment And the thought of showing too much of my day is repugnant I be keeping my kids away from the gaze of the public Cause these days it feel like haters, they favorite subject Fuck it, attitude like a young shade with an AK Ain't that your brain violated, I bust it I don't play when it come to family, that's one thing I refuse Pipping they kids out for views or just to be in the news Can never be me, I piss in the celebrity tea God with me on this record, this is Heaven's EP, the tale's official 
The best nigga breathing it just failed to hit you You couldn't tell cause you fell for the bells and whistles And that's an area I don't excel I'm from the Ville where young girls talk grown as hell It's raw, never saw one person go to yell But every nigga that I know done gone to jail At least once Proving we the ones police hunt for the pains We smoke three blunts the size of tree trunks Too much hunger, it's no wonder these niggas can't keep up So saying yes to a feature just means I'm about to eat lunch, bitch I'm going for it, no never shall he punt I'm the one and you can be sure, speaking of beachfront I'm kicking my feet up while I write this in somewhere tropical Supposed to be relaxing, this passion makes that impossible Supposed to be relaxing, this passion makes that impossible So let's get to the movie section Let's get this out of the way, okay? No blade slander will be tolerated, except for Blade 3, all right? So, one of the byproducts of the internet is that if there's an opinion, no matter what it is, People will side with it. Also, you get these moments where mainstream slash white America is catching on to or analyzing things that the rest of us have been aware of for quite some time. And let me break that down. White people are 70% of the country. So when something drops into the mainstream white consciousness, that is when everyone like it. People will people will have been talking about it before, but that's when you see like the crazy week long think pieces on Twitter. So every now again, every now and again, this happens. And this time, it was about Blade. And I knew it was, you know, I knew it was coming. It's like when mainstream America found out about Chappelle's show. When mainstream America found out, like. I knew it was I knew that it was going to eventually happen. I just wasn't ready. So I got onto Twitter and people were initially discussing Marvel movies that uh, essentially put the Marvel franchise on the map. You know, not just for kids but as legitimately recognized movies that adults can enjoy as well. Something something to the effect of that. And the main movie that they were talking about was the Avengers and Wolverine. Not the uh, not X-Men. Wolverine was what they were saying. The first solo movie with, um, uh, I can't believe I'm forgetting, Hugh Jackman, where he played Wolverine. And all through the comments, you could see people, mainly people of color, saying, Blade, though. What about Blade? Everyone loved Blade. Everyone went to the movies to see Blade. Blade was rated R, which is a serious issue I have with this upcoming Blade release. A serious issue I have with that. 
They're trying to make it PG-13. I really hope that somebody comes to their senses. Like, you can't go from three rated R movies and a very violent comic book to a PG-13 rated movie. <clears throat> Shout out to Mahershala Ali, though. <clears throat> I said Lilo. Shout out to Mahershala Ali, who's supposed to be the next Blade. So, I remember when Blade 2 dropped. I remember. I would always catch glimpses of the original blade when tnt would air it with like where they would replace the cussing like you mother food trucker they would say a whole bunch of <laughs> they would say a whole bunch of different stuff you know you better shut the friggin door they throw in some crazy censor stuff it's better when they just bleep the whole movie as opposed to like bleep the cusses instead of trying to hire somebody to re to sound like uh wesley snipes you jive sucker <laughs> i don't know man so anyway i remember when blade 2 dropped and it was so crazy i was a i was a bit younger but i remember my parents being excited to go to the movie theater and then they told when they came back they told me the kind of like watered down kid-friendly version I don't know how old I was. I don't know. I was young. I was not old enough to go to a rated R movie when this thing came out. And so I was like, wow, I my parents are movie connoisseurs. They they really enjoy going to the theater experience, things like that. It's kind of slowed down during the pandemic. But that was one of the few times I saw them genuinely excited. It is an African-American main character. And, and to anyone who doesn't understand what that means, America has not, and is continuing in very, like, gaslighting-y kind of ways, has not valued the black man and black woman or the black family. It's starting to, we're, we're starting to get more representation, but racism is still very prevalent here. In some places, especially down south, it's like... They're going back to, yo, where's that plantation at? You think we could get them on this plantation? They're going back to that. You know what I'm saying? So to see to see a black main character who wasn't, you know, he has he has his moments, but he was cool, you know? In the third movie, they tried to make him funny, and we'll get to that. But those first two movies, man, the special effects... There's a part where he gets something, somebody like shoots him in the chest. He says, mother, you out your, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's amazing. We get, we get, we get like a hero for, for grownups from Marvel. People were saying that it didn't matter at all. Didn't matter. It was all about the Avengers. I just can't, I can't stand Shoebies, man. If you know, you know what that is, salute tourists that's from rocket power shoebies people who walked on the beach with shoes you know shoebies can't stand them a lot of them are like um it's like a combination of really old and the younger generation and they just get on twitter spouting whatever crazy opinions they have and like I said, there's if there's an opinion online, someone's going to agree with it, no matter what it is. Most of the time, just to be edgy and different and go against the status quo. Ooh, I used to be like that, too. You know, I'm still like that to a degree. But anyway, people were on that site 
just trashing Blade, man. Trashing it like it had no merit. And I'm like, you, do you even, how old were you when this hit the theaters? Like, what do you even, it's like when people talk about classic hip-hop albums, but they don't know what it was like when they dropped. You can look at numbers, you can listen to the album, but what was it like when it dropped? Everyone was talking about Blade when I was a kid. Everyone. Every well, every household that I encountered with people of color, they knew what Blade was. And when that DVD dropped, I think I was in sixth grade, sixth, seventh grade. The homie had it, and I was like, oh, man. Yeah, man. And I know there's people out there who started watching um, rated R movies when they're like five, six, seven. I know there's people out there who let their kids play Call of Duty. Um... I was lucky enough not to have violence normalized to me at a very, very young age when it comes to movies. So think about that. But y'all, I, sixth grade was when I, I watched my first rated R movie. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, snuck and my parents didn't know. So I, I don't they don't get any guilt for this. If you're listening to this, mom, Um, salute to my parents, by the way, and the fam bam, you know. Everyone was talking about this movie. Everybody was talking about this movie. I don't think people factored that in. Okay, so we talked about the first two. So now we're just going to cover the third one. Real quick, we're just going to kind of sort of, you know. And I'll say this. Okay, so the main issue with Blade 3 was this character who was very serious and his his comedic his comedic arsenal was based on him being very cool and serious. If he smiled, it was like this serious character is smiling. If that makes sense. In the third movie, a younger Ryan Reynolds is in there. And he's the the comedic relief, right? And I think to offset I think to offset his his type of... He basically was just being Deadpool, essentially. They could go back right now and digitally put a mask on him and change his name, and it would just be a uh, Blade featuring Deadpool movie. And then everybody would love it, I bet. If they did that, if they did Deadpool and Blade, everybody would be going crazy. That's essentially what it was. Um, They made him funny to try to offset Ryan Reynolds. I didn't, I didn't really go for that, man. I didn't really go for that. Like, it, it kind of watered the character down. They introduced um, Whistler's daughter, which was cool. The search for Whistler, I think he was he was running. I, I might have been. I think it was the third one. I can't remember. But here's the other part. Here's the other part. Batista as Dracula. Growing up, we used to call him porn star Dracula. I didn't understand because now Batista is a respected actor. I just saw a movie with uh, Bruce Willis, Vince from Entourage. I'm sorry. I don't know his name. I just call him Vince. Um, Batista was in that mug. A couple other people were in that mug. What's the notification? Um, Now Batista is respected as an actor as well as a, as a uh, professional wrestler. You know what I mean? 
But back then, we just knew him as porn star Dracula. We didn't know who you was, bro. We didn't know you'd be in Guardians of the Galaxy. We didn't know. So I had qualms about that. Like, all right. Wasn't that Batista? If you listen to this, fact check that. I think it was Batista. And so Blade 3 is, is not heralded as such a great movie experience. The Blade 2 video game was great. I like the Blade 2 video game. Had the same control scheme as Jet Li's Rise to Honor game for PlayStation 2. You use the right control stick to attack. I thought it was great. It was it was all right. It was it was cool. Like a solid 6.5. You know, not better than the 50 cent game. I think it was bulletproof, not better than that. But that's a tangent. Well, that's part of the Blade product. My point is it had a video game. The adults were talking about it. The kids were talking about it. We were trying to watch the DVDs. That had cultural impact, man. Way before the Avengers thing was pieced together. And so many heroes were taken out of the Civil War story. Where was the Punisher? We'll get to that one day. Where was the Punisher at? I believe uh, 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 two of uh, Mr. and Mrs. Fantastic are supposed to get a divorce over this whole thing. What happened to that? Peter takes his mask off in the freaking comic and they go after Aunt May. I'm spoiling it all. You guys should. I don't know if that happens in the movie. I can't remember. Tony Stark does not. And then we'll talk about. Uh, 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 I'm, I got to go on this tangent. Tony Stark does not freaking give Spider-Man his stuff. Dave, come on, man. And you got to mention Uncle Ben. So I, I have not seen any of the new Spider-Mans. I stopped at the Andrew Garfield ones. Anyway, way before all that stuff happened, Blade had the culture, man. And I wish mainstream America would wake up to the fact that mainstream America is still biased against people of color. Like, come on, man. Where do you think all the crazy victim blamey stuff from... The Civil War went. It didn't disappear. It didn't go into the ocean. It, it was Mima and Peepaw. Got passed down and normalized. That's why you can't see it. I wish more people would just, just, I wish I could snap my fingers and, and people would just wake up like, yo, no, this is really how it is. When I see, I drove past a truck today and it had two American flags on it. When I see a truck with two American flags on it, I think, oh, okay, this person may be a racist <laughs> listen and I don't, if you don't understand that i'm sorry but if i see if you're american flagged out i'm pr you're probably a trump supporter and if you're a trump supporter that means counter to what the american constitution and all these values say you can ignore that someone is blatantly racist for the bag really but for a political party you know what I mean? Like, if I see a politician saying, yo, all white people are like this, or, or saluting a group that uh, hates on white people. If I see someone in politics utilizing their platform to shout that kind of stuff out or accepting that stuff, I'm not going to vote for that person. Because... They're a racist. I'm not going to vote for them. I can't talk to you about politics. Because first and foremost, I believe that the place where I live should be measured on how we treat strangers, 
the poor, the working class. We know the billionaires are doing all right. Immigrants, since this country was uh, quote unquote founded by immigrants, people who were feeling Amer- uh, feeling persecution. So they came here and said, hey, there's some Native Americans. Let's kill them or let's give them let's let's say their land that they've been living on has a dollar amount and then buy it from them and if you know let's be crazy anyway i wish more people would just wake up to the fact that mainstream america has racism injected into its consciousness and then it turned around and injected the streets a lot of crazy other things that we didn't make into other consciousnesses conscious eye conscious nigh that's not a word if that happened if that awakening happened if people just were like wait a minute maybe the denial that i've been harboring and that little tense feeling that i have when someone says that black lives matter maybe that's something if more people would do that we wouldn't have to have these debates we wouldn't have to have these We wouldn't have to keep saying these things over and over in every single field and section of society, including cinema, especially cinema. If you watch movies and you're a Marvel fan, either the comics, but especially the films and and movies and stuff, and you're not aware of the impact of Blade 2, please go sit down, read a book, Wikipedia, do something if you're not aware that the racism that was in pre-civil war america slavery america that used to freaking wear use our skin as shoes people come on man cannibalism happened back in those days if you think that stuff just up and disappeared go sit down somewhere go talk to somebody older than you about what it was like growing up ask them ask them when segregation ended Get some education about yourself. It's crazy out here. I am not going to say any of this again. If you try to say anything to me on my burner account on Twitter about Blade 2 or Blade 1, it's we're we going to have to talk about it. We're going to have to talk about it. I might be that crazy person in the DM like, fam, what is you saying? What are you talking about? We got we to gotta hash this out, buddy. So, yeah. Watch Blade 2. Watch Blade 1. Watch Blade 3. Why not, right? Triple H is in there and Parker Posey. You know, shout out to Parker Posey. But definitely wanted to. Salute to Blade. Stop hating, man. Come on, man. And I love Wolverine movies. Pause if that applies. But come on, man. The Avengers was all right. It was okay. It was okay. But Blade was making moves. People were dancing in a nightclub covered in blood. You don't remember that? Don't, 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 don't. Steven Dorf. You know, it's freaking Steven Dorf, man. He was Deacon Frost, man. Come on. Put the suntan lotion on. Pause. And then he went out onto the beach and, and freaking took a vampire out during the daytime. Cooked him. Cooked him. Put the biker helmet on. So you go watch him be cooked it in. Come on, man. I might edit that part out. If you haven't seen the movie, maybe me describing it is not the greatest. Yeah, I'm probably going to cut that out. 
Where's the edit point? Edit. Um, check out Blaze, man. Stop hating. Get some knowledge about yourselves, man. We'll be back. My nigga on the run, still clutching his gun. Love him like a son, but can't do much but pray for him. On paper for a sentence, it kinda hurt to mention. La homie ain't gon' touch the streets till he a senior citizen. I know we a hustler, I really seen him getting it. Niggas don't respect my vision, cause now my scheme legitimate. Smoking out in the foreign, just bending corners, pussy niggas like I think he rented. I was heated when you seen me in. One man army ready for warfare, no lieutenant. Just show me where a hundred reds get your four squares and I'ma go and Get it. Back and forth to Kentucky, yeah, with a load of midgets A 10-pack for my show ticket, pulling up in my old shit Hold up, the nigga on the run who you was talking about That's the same nigga the show promoter was arguing about Second-guessing, finessing, grab a rod and he rolled him out Car in front of the house, anything attempting, walking out Plenty, many extensions, could feel it when it be tension Get the blick and the biscuit, you flinch, you could get the business Certified, thirst for the grind, working the ride Asking nobody for Nathan, you do it, murder your Pride. Women I have been with tend to flirt with the eyes Deception by different methods of smiles a perfect disguise Mama taught me can't be no whole Captain Kirk on the side uh -huh. Laughing, ducking, and trapping At first you thought I was blind Luca Brazzi sitting in Anna with Lido You getting knocked off yeah. Leave a nigga in Tennessee leaking Louisiana hot sauce Probably think we just popping shit Not really a mob okay. boss To the yellow tape your front yard And block your whole block off Just left out of the spot Looking like I just got my rocks off With a bad bitch in a bag full of rocks Straight out the doctor's office I don't know what you thought I was brought up not to talk But I gotta tell you Just bought a cop That a nonsense Out of town Free brand and Beto Privatized watch What you driving out The casino Ring the ding dong Politely and pop you Right through the peephole Lot of pounds allowed If it wasn't probably For Lido Highway and all cars Haul it off in the smart She shorty or be a shorty I'm starting to call her board Nick remind me of Margie She eat it from out the shorts A nice and tall In the mall Coppin' collars as if I go Follow, that's what I thought by Impalas Don't know what they problem is But got too many dollars in the lotter So I probably won't stop it all And that strap got one in the hole Cause somebody just shot my dog Fuck, run, got myself involved oh, nah. Fuck Rock a Republic, Republican Wish you a bunch of luck I've been loving fucking your publicists Metaphorically speaking about the hammer Tragic defamation of character equal damage Can't sleep for peeping the cameras ah. Keep having dreams of them people beeping in on the scanner I've been creeping to Atlanta Play pussy, heater to lead a panther Brought up in the streets, so was taught to squeeze automatics Three and a liter, these are just our habits Studios and gas stations, if not you catch us in traffic Yeah, <laughs> straight like that <laughs> Motherfucker Lead up Former President Barack Obama says he agrees with taxing the rich, including himself. Saw this article over on, where was it, Vlad? I'm not going to say salute to Vlad, but that's where it was. He said, yo, like, tax us, it's fine. If it'll help people, it's fine. And I left a comment, you'll see a comment from me on there. It says, uh... America, mainstream America, mainstream white America is so brainwashed 
mainstream America and a lot of just Americans are so brainwashed that they will find a way to hate on this. A lot of people are so racist, they'll find a way to hate on this. And then, you know, I run into these these keyboard warriors who've probably never gone outside. Probably aren't even, you know, in college, anything like that. They get there and say, well, it's a terrible idea. Oh, this guy's an idiot. Shut up. I took I took economics, man, in high school and in college. Micro, macro. Took economics. Trickle-down economics, a.k.a. waiting on rich people to use their millions to help us. Can't say poor people. Because the disparity between rich and poor in America makes us all broke compared to them. While you're sitting here going, they, the people, this is what people really said. Put the wall up because people took our jobs. You don't realize you can't steal a job. No, it's that rich CEO who is hiring people at a lower rate, who are willing to take a lower pay rate than you. It's not them. You don't realize that? You don't realize there are people with billions and trillions who wake up and never have to work for the rest of their lives. And God bless because... When I get my first million, I understand that I actually have to make 1.6 because that tax hike is going to be a bit high. I think we need an app, everyone, I think J. Cole spoke on it, but an app where people can just choose to donate to wherever in their direct city and get a tax break for it or get some sort of reward for it. That's what I think. Trickle-down economics has never worked. There have always been rich people in America and they have never been willing to help people in their own cities all the way. They have not. There have always been, well, not always, but lately, now more than ever, rappers who come from poor environments. I've talked about this with one of my professors in college. They are mimicking what they think a wealthy person is And they're mimicking the idea and the greed of these corporations. They're driving by the homeless shelter on the way to the strip club, throwing 60K at the strip club, driving back past the homeless shelter and going home to tweet about it. They're going home to rap about how they blew 100K. Some rappers even say, I spent your rent in the club. There have always been rich people who, once they get the money that they so cared about, love to act like it doesn't matter or just hoard it away. And I believe as a as someone who earned a million dollars, I believe you're entitled to a large portion of your million dollars. But if there's a homeless shelter in your city up the block and you have a million dollars, why not help that homeless shelter? Oh, because you had to do it yourself. So what? (laughs) So what? Don't be a trash human. That's what I think. They have never willingly. Willingly given to the poor there's usually an incentive I think that what what other solution can there be we've been waiting how long are people going to bootlick rich people like no man he's giving tax breaks bro you don't make enough money to get that tax break you just don't bro who are you, what are you defending? You just have a little feeling that you identify with this person because you're 
racism is normal to you, so it feels like home a little bit. Oh, we won't talk about that. I don't see a problem with taxing the rich. I I do see a problem with like taxing the rich and then taking their money and not spending it on anything to help anyone, which I think is happening. But I think there just, there just needs to be transparency. I said that just, 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 <laughs> there just needs to be more transparency, and I think I think there needs to be an app every year around tax season. There should be an app for people who make over a million dollars. And it's to say, hey, pick one of these organizations and donate this amount for a tax break. Hurry up because they're limited. So make sure you get your donation in if you want your tax break. The more you donate, the higher the tax break is. That's what I think should happen. And it should be places like the homeless shelter, places like a school. Hey, do you want to contribute $30,000 to this school? Click this button. And it should be like a limited things so they should be incentivized to do this quickly and i think if that happens you don't have to worry too much about where the money for infrastructure in cities is going to come from it's coming from the cities directly and if you really want to get into it that's why it hasn't happened because people are eating off of certain things funneling money different ways but that's what I think. And I think that if you're sitting here arguing about it like you think you're a genius because you listen to your parents or your cousins debate at Thanksgiving about how the liberals are ruining everything and how blah, 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 blah. Man, how long have we waited for things to change? We tried it that way already. We tried to hold on to money and, and attack people way. We tried the the get mad at people and use words to group them into groups that we hate we tried the don't help people and be selfish way it's it's not helping thing not for the average citizen so if you really have a if you can someone was talking to me talking about i'm a you don't know anything about economy i don't know anything about the economy we've been waiting has it worked <laughs> Has it worked? Okay, then. Are there are there still homeless people in some of the richest cities in America, as well as abandoned buildings? Are there still trillionaires in some of the richest cities in America and down the street or by the White House? There's still camps of homeless people everywhere. Are people still gone away from their children trying to earn a living wage and wondering if they're going to be kicked out into the street? Uh, yeah. So has it worked? No. Are people lazy? Blue collar workers and people who don't make that much are some of the hardest workers possible. You have to literally work hard. I worked at a car shop for like 10 an hour. It was some of the most backbreaking labor that I have ever experienced. I had to learn that you're rewarded for working smarter in America, not harder. It hasn't worked. We've been waiting. You got a better idea or you just want to sit and complain about it? Because you think it makes you sound edgy. That's what I think most people want to do. I also think that people just hate Barack Obama because he's black. And they don't want to admit it. I really do think so. Oh, I hate oh, I can't believe it. Oh, no. They hate it. They, they, they hate on the wife. They call the wife Michael. Does she look a little manly? That's not my place to say. It's mean and racist. If you do, They're saying some crazy things. So my point is, some people just want to be edgy 
or some people have so much bias from past on racism. If you look, it's I'm not even gonna say it. That's messed up. But some people have so much bias that they don't realize you are siding with the same people who wake up and screw you over every day. You're a bootlicker, man. But you think you're woke. What's the problem with taxing the rich? They ain't going to give it up. And they shouldn't have to give it all up. When I get rich, like I said, I want to keep my money too. But if I can help somebody in my city, I would do it. And shame on anybody who's rich who doesn't want to. You're a selfish prick. So that's how I feel about it. Stop trying to be woke and edgy just just to be without thinking. It's annoying, man. Immature is what it is. You know? Tax the rich. Eat the rich. I don't, I'm not a cannibal, though. Yeah. The Underground, man. We'll be back.